We're continuing to look in the book of 1 Samuel, and we're continuing a story that we started last week in uh, 1 Samuel. Uh, we'll be looking this morning in chapter 30, focusing on verses 16 through 20, as we find out that to have real strength in God, you need to watch out if you get comfortable. We'll, we'll see how that works out as we look in 1 Samuel chapter 30. Again, we'll be focusing on verses 16 through 20. I know on Friday nights not to get comfortable. Friday night is the night that Marsh and I go out to eat. Or in the season of COVID-19, at least we go pick up some curbside. But you get the idea. Either way, I know not to get too comfortable. As soon as work is over, I better have my shoes on. It's dinner time and time's a-wasting. The Malachites in 1 Samuel 30 were getting comfortable. They just defeated David's home city, the city of Ziklag. It wasn't a fair fight. David and all of his soldiers were gone at the time. So the city was literally defenseless. The Amalekites walked through the gates, took everything they could load on their camels, and headed out of town. What's worse, they even took all the women and children. They thought they had it made. We read, or we read rather, last week, how David and his men returned home and found this horrific disaster. But David did the right thing. He immediately went to God to find out what to do. The Amalekites, on the other hand, they got comfortable. This morning, we'll see which one of them made the right decision. And we're going to find out that our strength comes from God. If you're resting anywhere else, you better not get comfortable. Now, one thing we need to understand, the road of life may be difficult, but our strength still comes from God. As we saw last week, as we started this passage, David seeks the Lord's will in what he's to to do in complete contrast with Saul, who we saw the week before, instead of seeking God, had gone to a witch to try to get an answer for what he needed to do. David, as we saw, received the better answer. God told David to take his men and pursue the Amalekites that God would win the victory. Now, that didn't mean that David's journey was going to be easy. It wasn't. In fact, it was far from it. According to verses 9 and 10, David starts out this journey with 600 of his best fighting men. But it doesn't stay that way. Verse 9 says, David and the 600 men with him came to the Bezor Ravine, where some stayed behind, for 200 men were too exhausted to cross the ravine. But David and 400 men continued the pursuit. Now think about that for a minute. These are David's finest soldiers. They are battle-hardened. They are trained. They're in good shape. They are strong. And 200 of them, after this journey, can't go on. They just can't take another step. And remember, these are 200 men that their families are being held hostage. And they come to the edge of this ravine and they have to tell David, David, we're exhausted. We just 
can't go on. They were hurting. It was hard. And 400 of the soldiers, also tired, also weakened, also hurting, decide we've got to continue. But it wasn't easy. It had been a difficult journey to this point. You can imagine that they'd been marching double time trying to catch up with the Amalekite army as quickly as they could. They come to this ravine. It's going to be very hard to get across. And yet 400 men say, we're going to do it. This is going to be difficult. This is going to be hard. But we're going to make it happen. When we follow God's word, and remember that's what this army was doing, they were doing what God had said to do. God had said, pursue the Amalekites, I'll give you the victory. So they're doing what God has told them to do. When we do what God has told us to do, the journey is not always going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable. In fact, Jesus warned his disciples to expect the exact opposite. John 15, chapter 20, he says, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you too. The book of Acts does not record an easy walk through the lily field for believers. No, the book of Acts is a struggle. It's a fight. It's a war. It leads to the martyrdom, the death. Of scores of believers. Our walk with Christ is not going to be comfortable. It certainly wasn't for the Apostle Paul. Paul spent about as much time in Roman jail cells in the New Testament period as he did being free. But Paul also knew the secret. He records it in Philippians 4.13. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. Paul recognized that his strength did not come from wisdom, although he was very well educated. Paul recognized that his strength did not come through power, although as a Pharisee he would have been a man of great power and authority. He recognized his strength did not come from his circumstances, And in fact, his circumstances were tremendously difficult. But Paul recognized that his strength came from Christ. And even a Roman jail cell couldn't take that away. In the comics, superheroes almost never have strength in and of themselves. It comes from something. Superman is strong because he's from Krypton. Batman is strong because he's really, really rich. Spider-Man is strong because he was bitten by a radioactive spider. Popeye is strong because he eats spinach. But you take that thing away and the hero gets really weak. Superman's just Clark Kent. Batman's just Bruce Wayne. Spider-Man's just Peter Parker. Popeye gets pummeled by Bluto. Now that's just in the comic books. But it does point out an essential truth we need to understand as believers. Without Christ, our strength is gone. 
We're going to face difficulties in life one way or the other. The journey is not going to be easy. It is not going to be comfortable. Jesus promised us that the journey would be hard. But he also promised something else. Matthew 28, 20 says, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Life is going to get hard. Our circumstances may be difficult. But our strength is always in the Lord. David understood that. He was not going to go anywhere or do anything until he had a word from the Lord. So before he does anything, even recognizing the the terrible circumstances there in his hometown, looking around, seeing all the houses burned, all their families gone, David, though most certainly every fiber of his being wanted to jump out, get in gear, head out after the Amalekites, he doesn't do that. He stops and he prays and he says, God, what do you want us to do? We need to understand the same thing. Without Christ, we will not make it. In Christ, we can say with the Apostle Paul, I can do everything through Him who strengthens me. In Christ, we win. David and his now depleted group of soldiers continue on their journey. And again, remember, they're going down in a ravine. Bear Grylls wouldn't have even enjoyed that. It was hard. It was a difficult journey climbing down into that ravine. It was an even more difficult journey climbing up the other side. And beyond that, they were headed towards what they knew was a large force of very well-trained soldiers. The fact of the matter is, they didn't really know what they were going to run into. But they continued the journey knowing that God had told them to go. And as they go along the journey, they, they come upon an Egyptian, a servant of the Amalekite Soldiers And this Egyptian had become ill. The Amalekite soldiers had just said, we don't want to mess with you. And they literally just left him by the side of the road to die. So David and his men found this fellow. They nursed him back to health. And this guy knows everything the Amalekites are going to do. And he tells them, I know exactly where they're going to camp. And I can take you there. And so he leads them straight to the Amalekite encampment. And the Amalekites had grown really comfortable in their victory. They thought they had gotten away with it. Scot-free. They were so comfortable, they were having a big party. David and his men caught them completely by surprise. And they win a total Victory. It's recorded in verse 18. David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything else they had taken. David brought everything back. In this passage, David doesn't just win a battle. He'd won a lot of battles. He'd done that before. But this was something different. He didn't just teach the Amalekites a lesson. He doesn't just take revenge on them and show them who's boss. Teach them to ever try that again. David 
restores everything that was taken. All the people who had been kidnapped, all the personal items that had been stolen, he brings it all back. David's victory illustrates something that we all need to understand. We do not need for God to win a partial victory in our life. We need a complete victory. If you go to the pizza restaurant and you order a pizza, you don't want them to bring you a pizza with three slices missing. That happened. You say, well, what is that? I ordered a whole pizza. Why are three slices gone? And whatever explanation they give you, you're going to say, well, I'm never coming back here. You don't want a partial pizza. You want the whole thing. If you go to the dentist, you don't want him to pull half of your tooth. If you're having a problem, you want him to pull out the whole thing. You don't want to go home with half of a diseased tooth in your mouth. If you buy a house, you don't want to walk through the front door and all of a sudden find yourself standing in the backyard. You turn to your realtor and say, where's the rest of my house? And they, they tell you, well, you know, if you want the whole house, we're going to have to find you a different property. No, you're not going to do that. You're not only going to look for a different house, you're going to look for a different realtor. When it comes to eternal life, we don't want a partial victory. It's all or nothing. And that's exactly what we find in Jesus. Jesus does not partially save us. He is Lord of all. The victory that we have in Christ is complete. It's total. And nothing can take that away. Not a bad day. Not a harsh word. Not a virus. Nothing. The victory that David won over the Amalekites is just a forerunner. It's just a taste of what God actually does for us. Everything that we lost in our sin is restored in Christ. Everything that we threw away in our rebellion against God is restored in Jesus. Everything that we are missing is found in Him. Our strength comes from God. If you're resting anywhere else, don't get comfortable. Heavenly Father, we thank You that we don't just have a partial victory in You. You've not just sort of saved us. Now in Christ, you have won the complete victory. A victory we don't deserve, a victory we could not win on our own, a victory we simply have through your extraordinary grace. Help us to always recognize that our strength comes from you, that any other strength is just partial strength. Any other strength is going to eventually fail. So don't let us get comfortable in this world, Heavenly Father. (laughs) Help us to realize this world is going to crumble away. That even the very best that we might have 
in this world one day will no longer be. But the victory we know in Jesus will never end. For that we give you praise, we give you glory this day. Help us to find our strength in that victory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In just a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation. It's an opportunity for you to respond to what God's doing in your life this morning. Maybe you're here and you're tired of the partial victories. You know exactly what the Bible's talking about. Because you've had those Amalekite victories where, where things looked just really good, just absolutely perfect, everything was going great, and then all of a sudden the floor falls out. And what you thought was so absolutely secure, it just slips right through your fingers. And you're beginning to recognize that everything in this world is that way. Even the very best this world has to offer. It's not complete. There's something missing. And so today we offer you what only Jesus Christ can provide. Total victory. And you may wonder, well, well, how does that work? What's that all about? Well, we want to help you to understand what it's all about. It's an incredible story. You really want to hear it. How Jesus died on the cross for your sin. How He paid the price in full for you. How He rose again three days later. How He's alive right now and is available for you to receive as your Lord and your Savior. We we want to describe that to you. We want to show you in the Bible where it talks about each one of those things. Ordinarily, we'd invite you to come up here to the front. We'd sit down with you and talk with you personally about that. We can't do that right now because of the virus, but we have a way that we can uh, help you with with this most important decision of your life. Uh, There in the pew racks before you, you'll see a card there. It's a connection card is what it's called. Got a space there where you can provide us with some contact information and then a little box that says, I want to follow Jesus. Just check that box and then drop it in one of the baskets as you you exit out the door this morning. We'll be glad to to get in touch with you and, 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 and just visit with you by phone about how you can know This complete victory that only Jesus gives. Maybe there's another way that God is working in your heart. Maybe you're looking for a church home. There's a place where you can say, I'd like to be a part of National Heights Baptist Church. Just check that box. Maybe some other decision. Those of you watching online, there's a way for you to do this as well. We have an electronic version of that very same connection card. It's online at nationalheights.org backslash hello. You'll find that link at the top of the Facebook feed or it's right there on the same page. If you're watching on our web page, just click on that link. It'll take you right to a place where, again, you can give us some contact information, basically your email address, and then check what box you're interested in finding some information about. We'll be glad to be in touch with you and share with you about the complete victory you can know in Christ. Or maybe you have a prayer request here in person on the reverse side of that connection card. There's a place where you can write down your prayer request at the very bottom of that electronic card. There's a place where you can record a prayer need, something that's going on in your life you'd like for your fellow believers to be praying with you. We would be honored to go to the Lord with you in prayer. You just record that need and we'll be glad to pray with you. Whatever it might be, we invite you to listen to what God's saying to your heart this morning and find the complete victory in Him as we sing together.